Want to hear a good dad joke? Well, good luck with that. He's been gone since I was 13, and when I asked my mom where he is, she just told me not to dig in the backyard. Hello, and welcome back to a show that says nuns are like dreams. They're both always better when they're a little wet. That one's for you, Sister Kellyanne. Here on the Beer Pod Network! Season 2! Hey everybody, welcome back for the third episode of Season 2 of the now infamous Peter Pod Network. I'm Peter Pod, he's Will in the back, and our mascot, Melissa Cody, aka the butt slut, has just been signed to a Broadway play. That's right, but it does depend on the fire marshal giving the okay. But once he does, a 250-man crew will begin building the 2,000-seat amphitheater inside her massive vagina, in preparation for this year's production of Swamp Thing the Musical. Inside sources say once producers toured the spacious cooter, they couldn't stop talking about how it really carried the ambiance and acoustics of the dank, smelly swamp that they were looking for. So it has been an amazingly fun start to the new season so far. The emails have been fucking interesting, to say the least, and I noticed we have some new listeners, so for all the new students in the class, the Peter Bod never gladly welcomes you, and we apologize now for what will most likely piss you off in the very near future. If you listen to any of season one, then you already know that when it comes to making you question your judgment, because you just laughed at something you really shouldn't have, well, that's how we show our love. And if that doesn't work, Will in the back said he can get his hands on some pills that will guarantee that good loving. Ooh, a rape joke. And after that said, I should probably mention that you can send your hate mail to thepeterpodnetwork at gmail.com. Let us know if you heard something you liked, or something you most likely didn't. Just a warning, though, we do right back. We're probably going to say something about your mom. It's a classy thing to do. And more importantly, it's what Jesus would do. So remember to include the T-H-G in thepeterbodnetwork at gmail.com. Otherwise, the email you have dialed may lead to an absolute fucking nutbag, which admittedly may be a hell of a lot more fun. Hit the subscribe button and follow us on all the major socials. You can also find us on YouTube, Amazon, Spotify, Samsung, and pretty much everywhere else podcasts can be found, except Apple. I don't have a reason why, but fuck those guys. Unless Apple wants to send us a free iPad. In that case, our love can be bought, and it's cheap. Hell, we'll settle for some of those shitty earbuds that you make seven-year-olds build for five cents a day in some shithole Asian sweatshop. If you're looking for all the things Peter Pod, check out the archives at peterpodnetwork.com and see what the fuss is about. Will in the back went ahead and finally did what I promised he would and redesigned the webpage for everybody. There's new art to check out, new content every week, and so to make sure you come back often to find out how far we went and our war against good taste, we're trying to keep it interesting. So now that we got all that out of the way, why don't we get this shit show started? What better way to get things started with our newest segment that premiered last episode? King of the Jackholes! Well, I guess you know we're about to piss somebody off. That's right, my Jackholians. We return this week to present to you a whole new King of the Jackholes. And who's picking out the crust on our butts this week? Why well, none other than stuttering John Melendez himself. And what did old Stutcho do this time, you ask? He's fucking quitting. What the fuck are we going to make fun of now? Most of you have known the character of Stuttering John for decades now, stemming from what was once the best tongue-in-cheek shocking show in any media, The Howard Stern Show, which, funny enough, is now hosted by what appears to be Howard's grandfather, who from the looks of it should have died from natural causes years ago. I mean, not for nothing, but Howard looks like he's 103 and the jet black wig ain't fooling anyone. And why did he choose the same hairstyle as the old lady from Titanic? 
Anyway, Stud Joe, I hope you're listening. We have spent way too many hours of our lives listening to you fuck up one thing or another and laughing our asses off while people make fun of you for exactly that. Think of all the joy your stupidity and witless charm has brought people all around the world. Hell, there's a cockroach in your apartment that has its own Twitter handle, and honestly, buddy, it's funnier than anything you've ever done. How can you not think of all the little people who take pleasure in hearing about how your favorite bar became overrun with people trying to troll you? Because you, you know, you're you. How can you take away from the happiness you bring to so many people simply by not getting that joke? Yes, you may have to beg for super chats, but isn't that the stuttering John we all know and love? Begging for money from strangers while finishing your 11th silver bullet? Why would you change a formula that works so well? The one thing you've always wanted was fame and fortune, and now that people are talking about you again, albeit maybe to point out that your shoulders are slowly swallowing your head, or that your children tell people they don't know you, please, you can't just up and leave. Who are we going to listen to when we want to hear the same old Stern Show story for the thousandth time that mysteriously changes a little every time you tell it? So please, from all of us here at the Peter Pod Network to you, stuttering John Melendez, if you leave... The only people left for us to make fun of are the butt slut and Andy Dick. They're kind of the same person. They both have nothing to offer except a creepy overused hole. Word from the interweb says that Johnny Stutters is leaving the show and going into teaching. Those poor fucking kids. Johnny Stutters a lot has to be one of the luckiest guys in the fucking world, though. He couldn't get people to attend his stand-up shows voluntarily, so he went into teaching where the state makes attendance mandatory. So if you're taking away one of the easiest targets the podcast world has ever had for ending what has really been a very interesting car wreck... And by that, we mean just like how you pass a car wreck slowly, trying to see if there's a dead body. We were tuning into John's show simply because we fully expected one day to have the show come on and a lifeless stut Joe would just kind of be hanging there, swaying back and forth like the world's fattest pinata. Except instead of candy, we assumed there'd be accidentally swallowed beer tabs and signs of depression eating. So with that said, for removing one more thing in our shitty little lives that we could all look at and say, well, at least I'm not him. Stuttering John Melendez, you are King of the Jam! Hello again, everybody. My name is Jeff McConaughey, and I'm back to tell you about that wonderful back alley taste with the only aroma that lets you know right away that you are definitely drinking something fermented. That's right, I'm talking about Drunken Advantage Malt Liquor. Times are getting hard, the wife's getting bitchy, and the kids are wearing their pants around their knees. When life gets you down and you need that special something to help you forget all about the stupid people and their stupid child welfare checkups, what you need is the Drunken Advantage. Brewed in small batches, because a garbage bag and a toilet bowl can only hold so much, and aged for exactly 20 minutes so we don't get caught using the McDonald's bathroom, and now conveniently located for sale out of the back of the van next to the other van that's selling meth in the parking lot of that same McDonald's. So if when your old lady is also your cousin, and her old man is also your pa, and when the neighbors ask why there's a wire running from their cable box to your house, and you're more concerned that they might find the boxes from their Amazon deliveries in your trash, for all the times that your daughter keeps bringing the dog with her to take a shower, what you need is the Drunken Advantage. Now, Drunken Advantage Malt Liquor is a proud champion of today's youth, and for a limited time only, Drunken Advantage Malt Liquor will be giving away a free six-pack of a fine kind of malt beverage to any child under 10 who participates in our long-running child labor program. To this day, we've only lost four, but we're pretty sure the guy in the van on the other side of the parking lot knows exactly where they are. So if your day is filled with excuses from the police, 
as to why you can't build a tank and run that fucker right through the living room of your ex-wife and her new husband Chet's house. Or if you're just sick of hearing the words, restraining order. What you need is the Drunken Advantage. Drunken Advantage malt liquor is not meant for children. We only use them to make the stuff. If your child should develop a problem with Drunken Advantage malt liquor, don't blame us. We aren't the ones who didn't teach them not to drink stuff that smells like turpentine and has a band-aid floating in it. That's on you. And I didn't know
don't know but I'll carry on Because I've got something to say And here comes a rant of the week Alright, hola my amigos, welcome back to The Rant This week once again, the King of the Jackals helped influence something that people are noticing more and more And as we get older and look back at all the things that have gone away That at one time were the very things that made us the assholes that we all are today Like lawn darts Why do we get rid of lawn darts? Lawn darts were everywhere, at every party, and then suddenly, poof, they're gone. Why? Because some dipshit kid didn't know enough to get out of the fucking way. I'm sure that little shithead is fine now. Just get him a parrot to go with his new eye patch, and he'll be the coolest kid at fucking school. What else? Oh shit, landlines. Stay with me here. How many times have you lost your phone? Or sat on it? Or broke the screen when it fell off the corner of a table? Do you know when that didn't happen? That's right, when the phone was stuck to a wall and your daughter couldn't use it to be a massive whore on the internet because she had to stand in the kitchen in front of fucking everyone in order to talk on it. And speaking of which, why can't we just talk on the fucking phone anymore? From what I've seen personally, only about 20% of you out there know how to properly use a comma. And how many of you out there have been left wondering between did the conversation just end or were you just ghosted? We are all so afraid to talk to each other now that it's looking more and more like we all owe each other fucking money. And another reason why we should go back to landlines? How often do you replace your cell phone? Generally, the average is about once every two years. You will replace your cell phone. Do you know how often you replace a landline phone? You didn't. The damn thing had been stuck to your wall for so many fucking decades that it became load-bearing and was integral to the structure of your house. I also remember the old TVs that used to need an actual table to sit it on because they were so big and fucking bulky. Yeah, we need those again. I will have so much more respect for these looters that rush into Walmarts and shit if that motherfucker's carrying a 95-pound Panasonic on his back while juking around security. If that bastard can make it out the door, I say let him have the goddamn thing. At least he gave us a show. Also, and this one's for God, can we have Robin Williams back? We'll trade you Andy Dick and one of the Spice Girls. Actually, you could have all the Spice Girls, Andy Dick, and we'll even throw in a Backstreet Boy or two. How do you feel about the fat one? Something else we need to bring back is one-hour photo booths for pictures. Honestly, feel like the one-hour photo booth was like going to confessional at church. Well, for a Catholic. You go and confess all the fucked up shit you did, and then the priest forgives your sins with God's approval. And just like confessionals, at the one-hour photo booth, when you get your photos back from that wild bachelor party in Vegas, and the guy who developed the film hands you the pictures with a wink and a smile... And you knew your sins were forgiven with Jose from the Kodak store's approval. Lastly, the old school jungle gym. That's right. The one place in the schoolyard that actually toughened up a kid. Today we put piles of sawdust and rubber particles underneath what are now being called playstations. Because what worked out quite well for decades was now considered unsafe. But do you know what it really was? It was a learning opportunity. Remember when you fell off the monkey bars and met the hard pavement at free fall velocity? You learned not to do that again, didn't you? Remember when you saw a classmate stand on the railing bars and then fall, catching the bars between their legs, and now they gotta show the school nurse their, uh, special place? That's when you learned not to do that too, wasn't it? Remember when the kid in your class who got his head stuck between the bars had to have the fire department cut his dumb ass out? Sure, you got to play in a fire truck when they were done, but you learned not to do that too, didn't you? I'm just saying, technology advances every day, and we're all told that it'll make us better and smarter. But is it really? The best lesson I've ever learned was watching Anthony Mason try to impress a girl in our 6th grade class by hanging upside down from the top of the slide. 
and then falling and hitting his head on every step of the fucking ladder that led to the top of that slide, and I swear I can still see him in my head getting a little bit uglier every time his face collided with each step. And what did I learn from that? There ain't no girl out there that's worth relocating my nose to anywhere other than where it's supposed to be. Coming to you live from the Peter Pod News Station's world-famous Stage 5, join our hosts in discovering what makes you tick, New Hampshire. Is your neighbor secretly running a Taiwanese brothel out of his basement? Are they open when I get off work tonight? Do we know if they accept checks? Can someone call my wife and let her know I'll be late? This is... The PPN News. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the PPN News. The only news program that may or may not take a run at your mom. Manchester police had to respond to a weapons call earlier this week. Surprise, surprise. On Merrimack Street in the center of the Queen City. A large police presence surrounded a home on Merrimack Street as two men barricaded themselves inside and instructed the police they would not come out until the police left. Which has us guessing either they were on a fuckload of drugs or they were previously residents in Fantasyland. After a short time, the two men came to their senses and did vacate the Manchester home. Some say it was the men realizing that they were caught. Others say it was a giant fucking bear cat rolling down the street that made them shit themselves. Which may actually be the case, as it does appear in the photos provided by photographer Jeffrey Hastings, as seen on WMER.com, that at least one of the men came out of the home after surrendering with his pants around his knees. Which, as we all know, is a bold fashion statement when your next stop is jail. Staying in Manchester for our next story, it appears New Hampshire is still importing Massachusetts problems as Lawrence Mass resident Luis Rodriguez was charged with reckless conduct with a firearm after a road rage incident led Rodriguez firing his handgun at another car on 2nd Street. After an exhausted search, police were able to track down Luis Rodriguez and place him under arrest after learning how the events took place. It appears that the victim in this story, who will remain nameless, was cut off in traffic in the 2nd Street slash Granite Street area by none other than the girlfriend of Luis Rodriguez, who is believed to have contacted our suspect, which led to his involvement in the matter. Because of the arrest, Luis Rodriguez is no longer employed by the city of Manchester and will most likely be facing jail time, which just goes to show all of you out there, folks, just because your girlfriend or boyfriend brings you drama doesn't mean it's your drama. This guy's girl brought him drama, and now because of her, he ain't got no job to pay for the lawyer that he now needs because of her. Bitches be trippin'. Bitches be trippin'. Bundle up, New Hampshire's Lady Winter's cold embrace has finally taken hold, and after getting a late start, that bitch is acting like we are the date that doesn't put out. Numerous frozen bodies have been found around the state as Mother Nature decided enough is enough, and that if we aren't going to take care of the homeless problem, then she sure shit will. Many churches across the state, as well as train stations and other public or charitable buildings, have begun allowing the homeless to spend the night indoors until the current cold snap ends. And then whenever it has gone on the way, they can estimate how much it will take to replace everything they stole. The current plunge in temperature in New Hampshire has put added pressure on state officials to finally come up with a plan when it comes to the smelliest residents. One option available is fire. Lots of fucking fire. But they said we aren't allowed to do that. Pussies. Another option would be the FedEx route, where we ship them off somewhere and make them someone else's problem. Like Mexico, for instance. I mean, come on. They've given us so much. Let's return the favor. But again, when we suggested it, pussies. And in our last story tonight, New Hampshire just picked an international fight with England, apparently. Or more accurately, Kankamangus Lodge in Lincoln, New Hampshire, got a little funny and shredded 42 passports of children on a school trip all the way from England. The hotel's claiming that shredding in question was a complete accident. 
Speaking as someone who used to work overnights for a couple hotels in New Hampshire, I can tell you plain and simple that 42 kids in a hotel at once pissed the shit out of the desk attendant, and like I said before, experienced screams of 42 passports were shredded for 42 different fucking reasons because these kids were probably fucking idiots. At least we think so. This has been the PPN News. to the party Don't mind the widows in the back They brought the best drugs And look And all we're bringing you It's kinda like the news But we call it our world Don't worry folks This won't take much time Kinda like the news, but not quite And hey, we're bringing you the real news Not the shit you see on the view Not the shit that makes you sad Sit back, relax with your world And welcome to another edition of our world Hey guys and gals, and those of you who are kind of guys and gals, welcome back to another fucked up edition of our world. So what do you say? Let's get this shit started. So who heard the latest news out of Florida? Yeah, Florida. That's how you know this is going to have a little fuckery to it. Well, if you haven't heard, Natalia Harrell, age 24, was arrested in Miami the last July for the killing of 28-year-old Gladys Yvette Borsella during an Uber ride, of all things. Which, as we all know, really isn't that strange in Miami. Hell, we're surprised someone dressed as Scarface wasn't shoving coke up her nose with a snow shovel while she did it. Now, the strange part happened when the father of her unborn baby, Michael O'Brien, filed a petition to have his baby mama released because the unborn child, currently known as the unluckiest fucking kid in Florida, didn't commit the crime and therefore cannot be held in jail. Good luck to you, pal, because that kid's either going to spend the beginning of its life in jail, or you're going to get your wish and become just another single father with a newborn baby. Congrats, you're still making stupid fucking decisions. Next night, looks like Canada is just as fucked up as the rest of us, as the group known as On to Ottawa decided that climate change wasn't getting enough attention, so they decided to fuck up a goddamn woolly mammoth at the Royal BC Museum in Victoria, Canada. And most news organizations are discussing the ramifications of the group after they vandalized the mammoth, and while we do feel that should be discussed by someone, that someone ain't us. No, in fact, the part of this we want to talk about is that one of the members of On to Ottawa decided it was a good idea to paint the tusk of the mammoth pink with her hands. And if you're picturing this... You can tell that by the end of it, our climate crusader looked more like an animal fucker as she was jerking off a big pink shaft in the middle of a fucking museum. In our next story, a 26-year-old Peruvian man in Puno, Peru, thought he had himself a girlfriend. And we guess you could say that, well, except for the part where she was dead and being carried around in his cooler. But wait, there's more. After he was detained in Puno, the Peruvian police, I hope, laughed their asses off when they got to tell him that his girlfriend, who's an actual fucking mummy, who he named Juanita, was also a dude making 26-year-old Hura Cesar Bromeo the world's newest, most interesting man. Just keep him away from cemeteries. So wokeism just got a lot fucking stranger. LGBT, then whatever other letters come after that, have a new addition to add to the sexual alphabet. Objectum sexual, which according to News.com Australia means you got a thing for inanimate objects. And for one man in Mumbai, India, well, it means he likes fucking balloons. Akash Mujabar, or whoever else you want to mumble that out, also known as the man who attends every birthday party ever, whether you invite him or not, says when you're in love, 
and you spend a lot of time together and accept all kinds of flaws. Well, we here at the PPN World News Bureau really hope their next date is to the Museum of Sharp Objects, which actually exists, by the way, so make sure to check that shit out. Well, looks like the Cookie Monster really was a fucking creep. Now Santa Cruz, California police are warning the public to stay as far away from the fuzzy blue sock because complaints are pouring in about a dirty, disheveled, and absolutely out of his mind fucking childhood favorite. Due to his need to lure people in to take photos with the Sesame Street star, and as soon as he gets them in his arms, he takes off his head because kids don't have enough reasons to have nightmares. And then proceeds to scream his fool head off at him. Best part, his real name, Adam Sandler. No, not that guy, but apparently according to Santa Cruz police, this Adam Sandler's just as annoying. to the party Don't mind the widows in the back They brought the best drugs And look And all we're bringing you It's kinda like the news But we call it our world Don't worry folks This won't take much time Kinda like the news, but not quite And hey, we're bringing you the real news Not the shit you see on the view Not the shit that makes you sad Sit back, relax with your world And welcome to another edition of our world Do you miss the days when if you had a question about India, you could just go to your local 7-Eleven and ask the guy behind the counter? Do you miss the days when you could just sit down with a cold one, turn on the TV, and enjoy a skinhead being beaten with a chair on the Jerry Springer Show? Hi, it's me again, Jeff McConaughey. And my stepbrother Matthew's lawyers have warned me once again to stop making these commercials because I say things like, I like when my girlfriend spends the night. But I'm really getting sick of her school calling me to tell me my daughter is sleeping in class again. Here at Drunken Advantage Malt Liquor, we take ingredients from all around the neighborhood, from the finest dumpsters and sewer drains to pots from dead cats we found in the alley. And we combine them together with whatever else is already in the toilet at our local gas station to create for you that signature, slightly spoiled taste that will get you so drunk that your own mother will seem like an option. Like our forefathers before us, we are committed to bringing you the finest and unregulated, slightly toxic toilet malt liquor that legally we really shouldn't be calling a beverage. So when the days grow long and you need that refreshing splash of flavor washing down your throat, like that time you went for a walk in the woods with your cousin while it snowed and you came back with wet knees, or if your kids are property of the state and that means no sweet, sweet loving tonight, then what you need is the drunken advantage. Drunken advantage malt liquor, for when you don't want to remember how you got there. Drunken Advantage Malt Liquor is not intended to replace medical advice from a physician. Just because we tell you to drink more doesn't mean we care about what happens to you once you do. If you should consume Drunken Advantage Malt Liquor, you should get tested. Ain't it funny how we got here? 2000 and now. Land where everyone is scared of being cancelled. Say the wrong thing.
finger between the wrong bows End up as a viral meme Doesn't matter what you choose You'll always choose the wrong thing Culture can't get off our backs, can't even tell Joe. That's some Karen on the attack in the grocery store. Say the wrong thing, you retweet the wrong post, and end up as a viral meme. Doesn't matter what you choose, you'll always choose the wrong thing. All attacks canceled! Math canceled! Opinions canceled! We got here to 2000 and now Land where everyone is scared Being cancelled Say the wrong thing or do the wrong post End up as a viral meme Doesn't matter what you choose You'll always choose the wrong thing Horse rides, cancel! Butterflies, cancel! Sandwiches, cancel! Cancel! No, wait, they're okay with that. Say the wrong thing, you retweet the wrong post, and end up as a viral meme. Doesn't matter what you choose, you'll always choose the wrong thing. Say the wrong thing, you retweet the wrong post, and end up as a viral meme. Doesn't matter what you choose, you'll always choose the wrong thing. Say the wrong thing, you retweet the wrong post, and end up as a viral meme. Doesn't matter what you choose, you'll always choose the wrong thing. Say the wrong thing, you retweet the wrong post, and end up as a viral meme. Doesn't matter what you choose, you'll always choose the wrong thing. All right, that is our show for tonight, folks. Thank you so much for checking out episode three of the Peter Pod Network. Before we go for tonight, we want to thank S. Beers for the homemade pizza delivered to the Four Wall Studio. It smells great. We plan to kill it as soon as we're done here. Remember to hit that subscribe button and follow us on all the major socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't think we're doing TikTok anymore because that shit got creepy. But always follow us anywhere you can. If you want to let us know what you liked and what you didn't, you can hit us up on thepeterpodnetwork at gmail.com. We're always just a few keyboard strokes away from pissing somebody off. Remember, you can always find everything the Peter Pod Network has done by visiting the archives at peterpodnetwork.com. With all that out of the way, thank you again. I am Peter Pod, he's Will in the back, and our mascot, Melissa Cody, a.k.a. the Butt Slut, is just not pretty enough to be that stupid. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next Monday with Episode 4 of the Peter Pod Network. Now seriously, go outside. You're starting to smell a little. Here we are.